The Christmas story has so many beautiful thoughts and beautiful things that God's Spirit will speak to us about. Truth about the love of God, truth about the plan of God, truth about the power of God. Last Sunday we focused on the life and character of Joseph, whose words uh, we noted, uh, we never read a recorded word that Joseph spoke. But we sure saw so much of his life and his character and uh, how he responded to the circumstances of his life. His life and his actions that we know paint a picture of strength. And last week we talked about the kindness and the mercy and the protection that Joseph in his character and his love of God and his love for Mary and his love for the law and the truth helped him to be a man of amazing influence in life's most difficult circumstances. I also said last week that, uh, that Joseph listened to the Holy Spirit. He was teachable. He was able to slow down and stop in the midst of the news that had come to him about Mary And he was able to pray, he was able to quiet himself, and he was able to hear what God said to him, and God did come to him. And that reminds me that no matter what goes on in our lives, if we are slowed down and we are listening, God has something to say to us. God knows what we need. He knows our circumstances, and He is able to speak to us in the best of times and in the worst of times. He's able to speak to us about whatever the needs are in our lives. And I'm thankful for that today. I'm thankful today that on this day, in 2021, God has something to say to each one of us. He has something to say to me. Joseph's, Joseph chose well. And uh, I believe his life gives us so much to hear and to cherish and to remember about how we live. Certainly how we deal with problems that come our way and how we deal with news that's very difficult and we're not sure what to do about it and and today I'm thankful for Joseph's influence. I'd like to turn our attention today to Mary and focus on her life and some things about Mary. I said last week that that there are many treasures in the Christmas story and I said that about Joseph as we take time to look in his life and the qualities of this man, there's just so many uh, gems. There's so many marvelous little pieces of truth that God gives us in the life of Joseph. And certainly, I think we all would agree that God gives us the same thing with Mary. And as we turn our attention to some of the qualities of Mary today, we see this truth and we see a wonder and a marvel about her life that is very precious. She is a great treasure. And her life and her character and his story, as it's traced from the conception of Jesus and the visit of the angel all the way past the time that Jesus died on the cross and resurrected and into the early church, we have a longer time period of Mary Joseph. We really only have a little bit of information and some short things about him, but in Mary we have a lot more. And uh, we have a lot of glimpses of, of her life and her influence. And we know more about her impact on Christianity and on people 
uh, in every century of the church. We're going to read from gospel or from Luke's gospel. Luke chapter 1 verse 26. Would you stand together as we read our story today? Luke chapter 1 verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her the sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. May we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you again for the beauty and the wonder and the simplicity of the Christmas story. And I pray today that our hearts would be listening and open and receptive to whatever you would say to us. I'm thankful today for every part of it and every person in it. And and thank you today for the beauty and the wonder. May we cherish it in our hearts and may... We focus on the important things about Christmas this year and in our lives, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Mary's story begins with a message from the angel. The angel's name is Gabriel. You've heard that name many times before, and Gabriel is the messenger of God. Clear and direct this message is for Mary. Mary receives God's plan for her life. And it is a plan that changes her life significantly. All of a sudden, on this day, God sent the messenger from heaven to come and tell Mary that he had a very important job for Mary to do. You might even say, compared to all the jobs that God could give a person to do, this might be the most significant. You just imagine what the news and the, the heaviness of the news and the, the, the amount of the news and what that must have meant to Mary to know as this young lady had received, number one, this precious visit from the messenger of God. What a precious day it was. Last week when we talked about Joseph, I, I said I, I, I wanted us to think about the kind of man that Joseph was. And what do we know about how he thinks and how his character and what his life is? And today I'd like to to kind of do the same thing a little bit with Mary. What kind of a woman was Mary? What kind of, you might even say, what kind of a young lady is Mary? Some might even say, what kind of a girl was Mary? 
Because we know that, of course, Mary's age, she's young, and we don't know a lot about her background and a lot about how she thought and what she was, but how she handled the messenger of God and the message of God, and her life is incredible to us. There are some things that we do know about her. Luke's gospel here tells us that she was a young virgin. Number one, she was young. Most people think that Mary probably, as she fits the model of a a young Jewish couple that comes together and promises marriage to each other, she was likely between the ages of 13 and 15. She was betrothed within the Jewish community. She was engaged, except the Jewish term betrothal means so much more than, than our idea of an engagement. I had talked last week about how significant the betrothal was. It was legally a binding agreement of marriage between two people where they spoke their vows at a ceremony. They were brought together with their families and asked, do you, do you declare your consent for the marriage? And are you willing to be married to this person? Are you committing today to be that husband or that wife? And it was more significant than just Uh, saying, well, yes, we'll get married sometime. It was a promise to do so. Joseph was making a promise to Mary, and Mary was making a promise to Joseph, and their fidelity to that promise and to each other as part of the Jewish faith and God's plan for marriage. And so she was young. She was a virgin. She says later on, I I don't understand how this could be. One translation says, I've never been with a man. And and in some ways, Mary represents the very innocence of life as, as this news comes to her. And she doesn't want to do wrong. She doesn't want to be in the wrong. She wants to do what God wants her to. But see, God already knew Mary's heart. God knew how she would respond. God knew what was going inside of her when He sent the angel Gabriel to see her. God knows what's going on inside of us. He knows what we are capable of doing. He knows what our character is. And Mary in her life had gained the favor of God. Mary had demonstrated in her life in the 13 to 15 years or whatever it was up to the time of this story. Mary had demonstrated that she did love God, as Joseph did. She did love the law. She loved truth. Although we don't know all the details about that, we certainly read in the story and in the life of both Mary and Joseph that they, they deeply cared about doing what God wanted them to do. And we're told in the Scripture that she had found favor with God. We know that Mary's heart and her character was of the highest value. After all, just you think of just, uh, just the fact that she had been chosen by God. And imagine that of all the young women that have ever lived and up to that point that, that this individual was chosen by God for this important task. That does remind me that God chooses all of us for things that He wants us to do in our lives. God has a plan for every person. It doesn't mean that you have to do everything a certain way at a certain time. God gives us free will and a choice. But this story reminds me that God places His finger on each one of us with a plan and things for us to do. And sometimes we might think about it ahead of time and sometimes we may be totally surprised by the movement of God. 
and the Spirit of God. The truth is, God sees us and He knows us and He has a plan for us. And I've always believed this. Every Christian, God has a plan for them. Every person who has accepted the Lord Jesus Christ is a part of the family of God and God has a plan for them. God knows who you are. God cares about the details of your life. God sees into your future. And He wants you to be available to Him. And He will use you when you are willing to do that. We know that Mary, it says, found favor with God. One translation says, you are highly favored by God. In other words, God has seen your character and your life. And, and He has chosen you for this task that, that, uh, that He has for you. I also see in this story as we read it that... Uh, that uh, when Mary comes, Mary is very thoughtful. You might say Mary is thinking. Mary is not a young lady who doesn't think about what's happening, but she gives her mind to understand. There's a depth, I'm trying to say, about Mary's response here. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? Mary doesn't react with, I don't believe you. He doesn't, she doesn't react with, I don't want to do this. She says, I don't understand it. And how true that is for us in life when we don't understand what's going to happen. We might understand, might not understand what has happened. We might not understand what God has said to us in our lives. And, and we ask in faith, believing, reaching out. Mary did not leave her common sense behind to trust God. She didn't leave behind that... Uh, uh, that uh, uh, she just had to give up her faith in any way. Mary knew that she only had part of the plan. And that's the issue with us. We don't know the full plan of God. And so times when we might wonder what's going to happen or what's next, we have to remember like Mary did. She didn't know the whole story, but she did ask God, God, would you explain this to me? I don't understand. It's not that I don't trust you. It's not that I don't believe you. But I don't know what you want. I don't understand this. And so the angel answered in verse 35. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And the angel goes on and says, Even Elizabeth... Your relative is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. See, the angel, God knew Mary's questions. She, uh, the angel knew, God knew what it was that Mary was, was wrestling with. And I want to say to each of us, God knows what we're wrestling with in our lives. He knows what it is that we don't quite Understand, or we might say, we don't understand at all what God's saying to us or where we are. But the, the angel spoke to Mary. The angel explained to Mary. And Mary was able to hear that. Mary was able to respond to that. It wasn't that Mary had a lack of faith. It's where all of us are sometimes when we, we only see part of the picture. We may not know where God's going with our lives. We may not know what God wants for us. But we know that He is directing us. And He won't leave us or forsake us. And His hand is on us for all of eternity. He knows us uh, past, present, and future. 
He knows what you need today. The same God who sent Gabriel to Mary is the same God whose Holy Spirit is present in our lives to speak to us. See, we have something in our lives in the days of the church, in Christianity that the people in the Old Testament had at times, but we understand, I understand it to be, the, the Holy Spirit of God wasn't present, active every moment like in after the day of Pentecost. God sent His angels and His Holy Spirit and, and, and holy ones to speak to people at times, but then they were gone. But in our day, in 2021, we have the promise of a Holy Spirit every moment to help us and to guide us and to turn us. And that's something to be so thankful for, the promise and the help of the Holy Spirit. Mary was willing to do what God wanted her to do. A word that for me describes Mary is her willingness, her responsiveness. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. After she declared, may your word to me be fulfilled, then the angel's message was over. Mary was willing to do what God wanted her to do. It all begins with willingness and saying to God, God, if you guide me, if you direct me, if you call me, I'm willing. I wonder what might be there in our church family of what God wants in the future for somebody's life if they're willing to respond, if they're willing to say, yes, I will be what you want me to be, God. I will do what you want me to do. I will... I will interact with certain people as you want me to. I will be like Joseph, a person of grace, of mercy, of someone who, who doesn't, in their hurts and their pains, don't, don't react with violence or judgment, but I am willing to be the hands and the feet of Jesus, the willingness of God. I also know that the angel mentioned Elizabeth here. We know in the next story, or later on, we read of what Mary did. Mary, when she heard this news, the next thing we know is that Mary went to be with her cousin Elizabeth. Mary found help. Mary was able to go and, and find someone that she could be with and would help her. And in this case, she was able to go to someone that God had already spoken to. Mary had to have confidence in the angel's message, Gabriel, to go to see Elizabeth. I mean, that's what she does next. The angel speaks of Elizabeth. And what does Mary do? Mary goes there. And she finds help. Support. Supports Elizabeth. She's not just there for a day or two. But she lives with this woman. And her family. Her husband. Who, who have also been spoken to by God. Mary gives us an example of someone who reached out. To someone who is close to God. And. That's a reminder, too, of how do we deal with life's circumstances? How do we deal with things that are life-changing? We're around people who love God. And that's what Mary did when she went to Elizabeth. She saw herself as God's servant. Mary saw herself as being available by God. She was chosen by God and she was available and she was willing. She saw her life 
her body, her hopes, her future as belonging to God. She was willing to be His servant. Are we willing in our lives to be the servant of God where we're at? Are we able to say from the depth of our hearts, God, may it be unto me as you say. May it be unto me as you direct, as you guide. I will live out my life, whatever it is, with an attitude and a spirit that I belong to you. I belong to God. She saw herself as God's servant. Mary also glorified God and her life was full of praise. You think of how Mary responded. We have Mary's words. Like I said, we don't have Joseph's words, but we have Mary's words. And what did she do? First she said, I'm willing. Somewhere along the way, she spoke these words that are recorded Mary's song beginning in verse 46 where Mary absolutely pours out her heart of praise to God. It's incredible to me this quality in Mary that, that uh, I see in the story and that is her absolute heart of praise. Mary was able to accept the Word of God and it translated into her faith growing deeper and stronger and higher and accepting of who God was in her life. There was no question of Mary who it was that spoke to her. She knew it was the angel of God. And she knew that she wanted to be willing. And out of her spirit and out of her heart comes this incredible praise and honor of God that should be a part of every single one of us in the Christmas story as we react and respond to it. What would God have for me and for you with our praise of God during the Christmas season? Some people are singers. Some people are not. Some people uh, are talkers and some people are not. But every single one of us have an opportunity to cherish and honor God in our hearts with our words, our focus, our thanksgiving, our praise. What a beautiful story of Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For He has been mindful of the humble state of His servant. From now on, generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. Mary knew the significance of this. It was no small revelation. It was no small event. She knew that. What does she do? She she breaks out in praise. She breaks out in praise and honor to God. Would you stand with me today? One more point that I want to make about Mary's life. This is a big one to me. Mary trusted God. Trusted God. In a life-changing event. She didn't know a whole lot at this point. She was going to give birth to a son. She knew that. And she knew that somehow God's Spirit was going to be the one that caused her to be able to have a baby. I mean, how do you process that? How do you process that at, at, at the age of 40? How do you process that at the age of 30? Of 20? How do you process that at the age of 13? Huh. Wow. 
but she was willing and she trusted God. There's not a, a single thing in the whole story of Mary and all the scriptures about Mary from beginning to end that makes me think she didn't trust God. She was broken, beaten by the cross because it didn't fit what she thought was going to happen, I don't think. But all along the way, Mary showed trust in God in the journey of her life. And I realize how important it is for every single one of us in the journey of life to show trust in the days we're living, the stage we're in. And we'll never be like Mary as far as our circumstances. But we have our own circumstances right today that challenge our faith, challenge the way that we look at life, how we look at the important things of God. So today I just want to say to you, learn from Mary. Trust God with your life. Trust God that He can help you through whatever your circumstances are today. He won't leave you or forsake you. That same Holy Spirit is there. I'm thankful for that today. Thank God for His Holy Spirit. I said last week I was just caught up with that idea of of, uh, uh, how Joseph listened to the Holy Spirit. Mary listened to the Holy Spirit. And we've got to listen to the Holy Spirit. Oh, we've got to say, God, show me what you want me to do in the middle of life. Show me what you want me to say to the people around me about pandemic about eternity about priorities oh Holy Spirit I've heard this all my life and you have too and I'm sure it's said of every generation we need the Holy Spirit more today than we ever have we need the Holy Spirit in this church so that we hold on to the right things and we let go of what we need to. So that we are teachable by God's Spirit. God knows how individual we are. How different we are. Somehow He brings together the body and the church. I'm so thankful for that today. May we trust God today. May we seek His Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I need You. Could we sing that chorus, Debbie? Holy Spirit, I need You. Lead us, would You please? Holy Spirit, I need You. We need your Holy Spirit this Sunday, this week, this season. 
God, we need you this year. We need you for our future. We know the enemy will try to take everything he can to destroy us and discourage. But God, you can help us. We're thankful for that today. Thank you for your spirit. Guide us. Help us to stay close to you, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for being here today. Would you join us outside? Get out there as quick as you can. We'll be together 5, 10, 15 minutes, something like that, if you're able to. We'd love for you to join us for a couple of minutes.